Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful and amazing screenwriters, filmmakers, and creative souls, and welcome to episode 32 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell, where we talk all things screenwriting, filmmaking, inspiration, and creativity. Today, just before we get started, I have a couple of little things I want to share with you. You might notice soon, (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be as early as this episode, but there's going to be little ads at the beginning and end of the podcast. I hope that doesn't freak you out too much. The reason for this is basically this podcast is now going to be part of the Indie Film Hustle podcast network. Alex Ferrari of Indie Film Hustle reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in making that alliance. If you know me at all, you'll know that Alex and I go back a long way. I don't know if you know Alex Ferrari. So he runs a website called Indie Film Hustle and has a podcast he's done for years. I've actually been on it twice as a guest. And Alex and I go back a long way. He was the colorist on my first movie of Solidia. And we've always stayed friends. I love Alex so much. I love what he does. We're very different people in some ways, but in other ways, I feel like we're the same. (laughs) We have the same heart. And so I just thought that was a cool thing to do. I felt like this might be a way to reach more people with this podcast. And I know that the material that I share on this podcast is helping so many people and supporting them in so many ways. So I'm really keen to spread the word of it. So I went with it. It's a little weird, no doubt, to hear those ads if they have started this week. I'm not sure if it will be this week or next week. Uh, And I hope you don't mind it terribly. My my advice, if you don't love them, fast forward them. (laughs) It's always a choice, right? So the other thing that I just wanted to mention before we get started is that I have right now available a roadmap to screenwriting success. And please check it out. It's just sort of a way of distilling down the steps that you need to take if you're going to write a screenplay and have success with it. So if you haven't written a screenplay yet, but you want to write a screenplay, or if you're in the middle of it and looking for guidance towards finishing it, check that out. The link will be in the the notes for this podcast. So do check it out. It's a great thing. So one last thing before we get onto today's subject, it might sound a little different today. It might be a little different. And that's because I'm actually on vacation. I'm in a house next to a lake in the mountains of Colorado. It is so beautiful. I was just about to start recording the podcast when my eight-year-old son came running in going, there is a moose outside. So I had to run outside to see the moose. And there was literally a giant moose standing just outside our kitchen. So... That being said, I'm just warning you, one, it might sound a little funny this week, and two, there may be interruptions because there may be other mooses that come to visit. It's so amazing to be here, though. It's such a blessing to be in nature at this time. On with the subject today. The subject for today is dealing with rejection. And the reason that I chose to talk about dealing with rejection this week is that A few people have written to me, obviously the Nichols announced their quarterfinals, I think, last week, and congrats to everybody who got selected. The Nichols is obviously sort of the biggest screenwriting competition in some sense 
it is a wonderful one. If you have never had anything produced or if you never sold any screenplays, it's one to have on your radar for sure. And it's always worth submitting to. But the competition is fierce. I think this year they received over 7,000 entries and they have just narrowed it down to, I think, about 350 screenplays. Fierce competition. And so amongst the social media celebrations where I saw lots of people saying, I got selected, I'm in the next round and they're so happy. There was also a lot of people writing to me saying, Diane, my, my script didn't make it and I just feel really despondent. How do you deal with rejection? So I wanted to talk about that. The first thing to say is that, and surprise, you're not, you're going to be like, oh, well, duh, Diane, I know that very well. Everybody experiences rejection and writers, creators, filmmakers are going to deal with it more than most people because really if you're not dealing with rejection, it means you're not really doing the thing. Part of the deal of creating is the experience of rejection. I hate to say this. I wish it was the case that you could just have a career where you just write things and create things and everybody loves everything and everything is bought and everything happens wonderfully like that all the time. But that is not true for a single solitary person on this planet who chooses this path. In a way, I'd like you to imagine that the more rejections you acquire, the more it means you're putting yourself out there, the more risk you're taking and the greater your chances are of success. If you're fearing rejection and shrinking yourself and not taking chances because of it, not doing the work, not submitting the work, that's the way that you fail in a big way. Actually being rejected is not the biggest failure at all. All it means is that the work wasn't right for them. It doesn't even necessarily mean the work was bad. It just means that it wasn't right for them, whoever they are. Now, rejection, you're going to experience at all different stages of your career and at different times. You'll experience it when you've written a screenplay and submitted it to a competition like the Nichols. You'll experience it I'm saying you will. Maybe you won't, but you probably will. I have. I've experienced it at all these different phases. You'll experience it when you make the script. I mean, when you finish your script and you send it to production companies or you send it to agents for representation and everybody says, nope, 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 no. You will experience it when you make your own movie and you're trying to raise finance. A lot of no's are going to come there. You will experience it when you finish your film and you start submitting it to festivals. Expect a lot of no's. <laughs> Even if you get into the festival of your dreams, then the reviews will kick in and you'll experience rejection there where suddenly people are judging your work and judging it harshly. So basically being an artist is to put yourself up for a whole slew of rejection and no at every single phase of your career. And I'd like to say it was it can be easy or it shouldn't affect you, but I would be lying. For me personally, I know that when I have done my best work and I believe in it so fervently, and I feel also that this competition or this festival or this thing is the right next step and then I get rejected by them, it hurts. It hurts badly. I am not going to like pretend <laughs> that it doesn't or that it shouldn't. It can really knock you down. The thing, of course, is that you just have to get back up and get moving again. So how do we do that? How do we really deal with the rejection? Something that I have found very helpful for dealing with it is considering the five stages of grief, which you might have heard of, but not maybe considered in this light. So the first stage of grief, and I'd like to point out 
they are five stages, but they're not necessarily linear. It's not like one happens one after the other. They might come to you in different ways, at different forms, but you probably need to process your grief in every way to really move on. So the first one is denial. And that's definitely something that I have experienced, that feeling of there must be some mistake. (laughs) They've got it wrong. Like, no, this can't be right. Surely not. Have you ever experienced that? Denial. So definitely that's one stage of grief and something that you might feel when you have a rejection and allow yourself to feel it. The second stage of grief is anger. And I have definitely experienced that. And I think it's very important just to allow yourself to feel all these things. That's how you will process the grief. That is how you will process the rejection. So anger takes the form of who the F do they think they are anyway? (laughs) That's how it is for me. I mean, really, are they out of their minds? So anger, definitely one of the stages of grief. The next one is bargaining. And that's that thing where you're like, what if I had done this? If only I had done that. Maybe I could resubmit and ask them to consider this. Maybe I should write to them. Maybe they need to talk to me. It's like not accepting the truth of the situation and thinking there must be some way that you can bargain your way out of it or that you could have bargained your way out of it. The next stage of grief is depression. Depression for me takes the form of I suck, what's the point? And to be clear, the rejection does not tell me that I suck. I tell myself that. They don't tell me anything. All they've told me is that the peace wasn't right for them. And that is not the same as saying that the peace isn't right or that the peace doesn't have value, or certainly that I don't have value. But somehow that's where I plummet to in this stage of grief, where I'm just like, I, I am rubbish, I'm talentless. What is the point? There's no point. Why make art? There's no point in making art. And I just bury myself in a little hole. The fifth stage of grief, acceptance. And this is where the healing starts to happen, where you start to say, okay, they didn't select it, but that's okay. There are other opportunities out there for me. My job is to stay on the path. It's okay that they didn't love it. It's okay that they didn't choose it. When one door closes, another opens. As it has been said, rejection is redirection. And that's obviously where you want to get to. So how do you get there? We've talked about these five stages of grief. You might be like, well, that's fine. I recognize that. I know I'm stuck in anger or stuck in depression or wherever it is that you feel stuck today. But that to me is the first stage of healing it, is just knowing where you are and recognizing it is a process. Being rejected is experiencing a kind of grief. You had a certain hope for your work. You had a certain hope for the outcome that you would get. It hasn't happened. There's a feeling of loss and you have to go through that. So just recognizing where you are in the stages of grief can help you because you realize this is just a process. I'm just going through it. Yes, I'm depressed today or yes, I'm mad as hell today, but that won't stay here forever. It's a, it's a process. I'll get through this. Now, my own advice for actually getting through it is really just take time to nourish yourself to allow yourself to be where you are with it and to know that it will change and to allow it, though, to just grow and develop in its own way. You can't really shortcut it. If you're feeling angry today, if you're feeling like that fury that, oh my God, what is wrong with these people? No one recognizes how great my work is. What is wrong with them all? If you're feeling like that, just let yourself feel it and go for a walk and feel it. Feel the feeling. Recognize it. Do some meditation. Let the feeling be there. Sit with it. 
hold it. Hold it as if it was like a little child and you are looking after it. Say, I see you, anger. I feel your anger. It's okay. It's okay. It's going to get better. But I see your anger. And whatever it is that you're feeling, just let yourself feel it. And then nourish yourself. Do the things that will help you to shift slightly to a better place. Now, if you're feeling completely depressed, if you're really down in that hole, and trust me, I have been there where it's like, what is the point? I just want to dig a hole and bury myself in it and never deal with the world again. If you're feeling that, it's ridiculous to think you could go from that to feeling joyful and happy for other people who are succeeding. You're not going to jump from totally depressed to totally happy. That will not happen. That's not realistic. But maybe you could just let yourself feel a little bit better, a little bit better, a notch, a nudge, a little step. And how do you let yourself feel better? There's a couple of ways. One is just to just to treat yourself with kindness. Treat yourself to your favorite meal. Make a nice cup of coffee and just sit down and really enjoy it or a cup of tea or whatever it is that you like. Have a long bath. Sit in the bath with your favorite essential oils in it. Do something for yourself that just makes you feel good because you deserve it for no other reason than because you are just a beautiful, amazing human being and you deserve it. Nurture yourself. Let yourself watch your favorite film. Let yourself watch something that you haven't watched for ages that just lights you up. Read a book. Read something really special. Poetry. Poetry can save your life in moments like this. Poetry has definitely saved my life. I should do a podcast on that, actually, about poems that have saved my life. Because poems, they can just touch you in a way that nothing else can. Look at some art. Get into nature. Go for a hike. I'm here right now looking out of the lake. And when you're in this kind of place in nature and it's quiet... There's nothing better. So do something like that. Whatever it is, whatever it is for you. For some of us, diving into a new project can help. For some of us, that's the worst idea in the world. You want to just take a break from the work for a while. Play, have fun. Let yourself just nudge into a slightly better state. Say to yourself, I am willing to see this differently. I am in pain right now. I am suffering right now. I recognize that. But I am willing to see this differently. I am ready to shift this energy. I am ready to move on. And then be ready, be willing, shift it. Let it go, release it. Know that somehow, whatever it was that you had hoped, whether it was placing in the nickels or whether it was your film getting accepted to a festival, know that somehow if it was rejected, it just means it wasn't for you at this time. It is in no way a reflection on your value. It is in no way even a reflection of the value of your work. On this note, I would love to share with you something that I read today, this morning. I I did a little Google search about rejection. I love reading about these kinds of things. I don't know about you guys. And I saw something that was about Stephen King. And it said Carrie, which I knew had been his first novel. His first novel, Carrie, was rejected by 30 publishers. I didn't realize it was as many as 30. And one of them wrote to him, we are not interested in science fiction, which deals with negative utopias. They do not sell. That's what one publisher wrote to him. It was finally published in 1974. When the paperback version released a year later, it sold over a million copies in 12 months. So that publisher was like, it does not sell. They knew nothing. One of my favorite screenwriters, William Goldman, who wrote The Princess Bride, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids, so many great movies, 
If you haven't read his books about screenwriting, I highly recommend them. But his favorite quote is, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. Not one person knows for certainty what's going to work. And I think that's a really important thing to always remember when you do get a rejection, because sometimes, and especially if it's from a place or an institution or a person or a company that you really admire, it can feel very personal, like, well, then maybe it means something about me and my work. Maybe it means that I'm not going to succeed in the long run, but nobody knows anything. They really don't. You know more than anybody about your work and the value of it. And your job is just to keep on the path. Your job is not to let yourself be overcome or knocked off it because one person's opinion on it, one person's opinion is worth nothing, okay? Or one competition or one film festival. I read something too by Neil Gaiman that I want to share. So he is the author of books like The Sandman and many, uh, and Coraline, is it Coraline or Coraline, correct me, uh, and many other brilliant books. He said, the best reaction to a rejection slip is a sort of wild-eyed madness, an evil grin, and sitting yourself in front of the keyboard muttering, okay, you bastards, try rejecting this. And then writing something so unbelievably brilliant that all other writers will disembowel themselves with their pens upon reading it because there's nothing left to write. Because the rejection slips will arrive. And if the books are published, then you can pretty much guarantee that bad reviews will be as well. And you'll need to learn how to shrug them and keep going, or you stop and get a real job. And as I said, I think like something to keep in mind is that this is part of the deal. Part of the deal of being a screenwriter is that for every five screenplays you write, you'll be very lucky if one gets made. That's just what we sign up for. It's brutal. Somebody actually wrote to me the other day, why is it so tough to be a screenwriter? I was like, are you serious? It's tough because you will put all your love and heart and soul into works that will never get made that's painful. I'm telling you, it's not easy. But the sooner that you learn how to nurture yourself back, the sooner you will create a really healthy situation for yourself in this career. I'm going to wrap it up with one last quote. It's from Winston Churchill. It's kind of weird to wrap up with Winston Churchill, but why not? And he said, perfecting and selling your writing is a lifelong task. If you're a persistent writer, you can expect your abilities to improve with time. Success is the ability to go from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. And I've read that many times and I love that. Success is the ability to go from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. And I think this gets right into the nut of it. The truth is, as screenwriters and filmmakers, we're going to experience failure probably more often than we're going to experience success. But when we start to see that all failure and all rejection is not something that's antithetical, that's like a separate island to success, but really part of the journey to it, we'll maybe see it in a different way. So if you're right now just licking your wounds and feeling depressed that your script didn't go beyond the first round of Nichols, one, I would just like to say, I actually, I, I just suddenly remembered, I submitted to the Nichols for years, never won it, never got in, but I sold the script. The script that I first submitted to Nichols, I sold it. And so, la la la, who cares about the Nichols if you can sell the script and make the money that way? So maybe, maybe that is your path. Maybe your path was not the Nichols, but maybe there's something better. Maybe there's something better just waiting for you around the corner. So do not lose faith. Keep going, keep submitting. Keep your eye on the prize and the prize is getting your work made. It's not winning other prizes. It's getting it made and getting it out there so it connects with an audience. 
I hope this has been helpful. If you are dealing with some kind of rejection, I would love to hear from you. As always, you can reach me through my Instagram at Diane Bell. I'm there literally every day. And if not through that, send me an email from my website, www.dianebell.com. You can also find information about my other courses and other things going on. I hope this is helpful. And if it is, please, please, please also consider leaving a review. I love to read them. It really makes my day. It just lifts me up. I do this every week, record one of these, and just hearing back from you means the world to me. Stay well, keep looking after yourself, and remember, nobody knows anything. Stay on the path. I love you. Until next week.